0: This woman came to wake me up at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. I mumbled as I dragged myself out of bed. You would think the roads would be clear, but trust Lagosians, my people. Yes, my son, Luca. Have you finished making your list? As soon as we get there, my mom slows down the car to find Omolomo. My mom tells Omolomo we will only be gone for two hours. You're about mom time. This is probably one of the two or three places in Lagos you can find everything from baby clothes to foreign currents. Even if I forget to buy anything else, I can never forget food. You know it's Christmas time. It's Christmas tax I added. There's so much joy here, and I just want to take some home with me.
1: Welcome to Black Lenses Podcast. Everyday black stories brought to life through an immersive audio experience. You can listen to Black Lenses Podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify... Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening
0: from. Another market run with my mom. This woman came to wake me up at 7am. 7am! Because she thinks Balogu Market will be packed today. (sighs) What kind of wahala is this? I wanted to disagree and protest by rolling around in bed for about 30 more minutes, but she's most likely right. Plus, well, Yoruba mothers, they will finish you if you try that kind of nonsense. It's a Saturday and Christmas is in three days. Everyone will be doing their last minute Christmas shopping, They Goshen's and their last minute everything. I mumbled as I dragged myself out of bed. What did you say? My mom asked, as if daring me to speak up. Nothing, ma. Me, I didn't say anything. I finally get up and get ready, and we leave the house at quarter past eight. You would think the roads would be clear, but trust Lagosians, my people. The hustle and bustle at that time would make you double check to make sure it's not 4 p.m. We drove all the way through Third Mainland Bridge, which is one of my best parts of Balogun market trips. I look out the window excitedly every single time like it's my first time using the bridge. I started to imagine what it would be like in that fisherman's boat, soaking in the early morning sun, or how the water would feel on my hands. But my mom interrupts my thoughts. my Miss Onluka, have you finished making your list? We are 10 minutes away. Oh. So excited to get there, I had forgotten to finish up my shopping list. So let's see. White shirts, check. Coconut candy, check. Ankara, check. Suya Pepe, check. What's the name of that thing again? What do they call that thing? Dambonama. So Dambonama, check. We keep driving for a few more minutes before we hit the busy streets of Marina Lagos. As soon as we get there, my mom slows down the car to find Omolomo. So let me give you an idea of Omolomo. He's about six feet tall with a huge belly, a big smile that reveals a silver tooth, a toothpick in his mouth, and another in his hair. He's the one who parks her car as well as that of many other shoppers. She hands her car to him every time we're there and there are no parking spots available. I stick my head out of the passenger window to search for him while still not grasping the level of trust she has for him. How does this woman know that one day she won't come out from the markets and both the car and Omoloma will be gone? It was almost as if he heard my thoughts. He just seemed to appear from nowhere. mommy, smile now. Don't frown your face. He meant to say don't frown your face. He smiles, revealing that silver tooth. I really couldn't help but smile. We get out of the car, and my mom tells Omolomoy we will only be gone for two hours. So if we are calculating that in real time, and not Yoruba mom time, that equals about four hours. Ah, Lord no, we will sleep here today. As long as I get everything on my list, I think I'll be okay. Or at least I'll console myself with that. We begin to walk away from the car in Omolomo, towards the market. From the shops at what has dimmed the entrance to a maze of other shops and buildings, anyone can quickly grasp the idea of this market. They sell everything here, everything. Okay, maybe not everything. You may not be able to buy a brand new car, but they've come pretty damn close. This is probably one of the two or three places in Lagos that you can find everything from baby clothes to foreign currency. On the left and right of the road, you see shops that are part of a complex and those built from wood. Some sellers have their goods on spread out clothes or broken down cardboard boxes on the sides of the road. We cross the road and make our way to the main parts of the market. And my mom takes out a list and starts to read off the items on it so she can map our movements. Mom, this your list is long. I thought you said only two hours, I asked. Yes, she replied. Two hours or thereabouts, people, the definition of that thereabouts is the original two hours she told Omolomo, multiplied by three. We will be here for six hours. I began to shed internal hot tears. It's 10 a.m. now. As we walk further into the market, I continue consoling myself with the thoughts of buying items on my list. And you know, it's all the food I'm going to eat. The smell of street food starts to help my cause by pacifying me. I pass the Friday Am vendor and I make a mental note to buy some on our way out. It's a mental note because even if I forget to buy anything else, I can never forget food.
1: Hello?
0: Our first stop is the shirt vendor. Immediately we get there and tell him we are searching for a white shirt for me. He pulls out all the white shirts that could possibly fit me. I pick up one that had already caught my eye from the very start. Fine girl, now you be my first customer today. I wanted to respond and say, Oga, but I just saw someone leaving your shop. I can't be your first customer. Before I could respond, he proceeds to mention the price. That would be 4,000 Naira. People, here's a quick lesson on bargaining in Lagos, or pricing as everyone calls it. My mom, who had been quiet since we got their response to him. Two-five last. He smacks and responds, Three five. Three five is what I can do for you because I like your daughter. Excuse me, sir, I don't know you, but if liking me will help reduce the price, then go ahead and like me. My mom grabs the shirt from me and places it back on the rack. She taps my arm and beckons for us to go. Thank you, but we will check another shop, she says to him as we walk away. I was confused because he already reduced it by a whole 500 naira. What if we don't find that exact shirt in another shop, mom? I really love that one. I'll never forget what happened next. She looked at me and said, he will call us back. Trust me, I've been buying clothes in this market since you were a baby. 4,000 naira is daylight robbery. I almost started to grumble before I heard the vendor beckon to us, Madam, come back, come back. I was so shocked. I still don't understand how mothers know these things, but I always conclude it's an art form or plain old magic. We walk back quickly and pay for the shirts. It's because of this, my wife, that I'm giving you this shirt for this price. So, He says, looking at me, again, with the unnecessary familiarity. I don't know you, Mr. Vendor. My mom collects the package shirt from him and responds, it's not because of her. Yousef, you know this shirt no past two five. He smirks and replies her, Madam, you know it's Christmas time. It's Christmas tax I added. We all laugh and my mom and I walk away. We continue walking around the market, crossing off our shopping list. We reach the heart of the market and the place is so lively. Wasiwa Inde is playing on a huge speaker at the end of the street. Market women, also known as the Yao lodgers, are wearing clothes made from the same Ankara fabric. It was such a beautiful sight. We stop at an Ankara vendor and I sit on a bench outside the shop. I see a group of Yao lodgers dancing on the other side of the road and I take out my phone to record them. There's so much joy here and I just want to take some home with me. I see a lady with a small bucket on her head. She's selling sodas, cold sodas. I could use a booster after three hours of walking around this market. I really don't know how my mom does it, but I look at her to ask if we could get some, but she's already one step ahead. She beckons to the lady and asks me to pick up the soda I want. She picks hers and pays. I open up the soda and start to drink, and for a second, all I could think in my head was, God bless this woman for passing by at the right time. After a few minutes, My mom and I make our Ankara selection. We pay and leave. It's already 3.15 PM. About five hours after we arrived there with no breakfast in my belly, if I might add. My calculations came pretty close. Nice. At this point, my stomach is growling. The soda could only hold me for so long. I'm just glad we're done getting all the things on our list. Oh, and I didn't forget to buy my fried yam and pepper sauce. It was wrapped in an old newspaper and nylon bag waiting to be eaten. We had just walked back to the car to drop off everything we bought. We walk up to a back ATM to withdraw some money for parking and fuel. My mom smiles at me and tells me she has a surprise for me. As we walk on, she looks at me and says, this place we're about to go. I used to eat there when you were still growing in my belly. Moms and sentiments, but I'm not complaining. I'm actually excited. We walk into a restaurant under the overhead bridge. The owner had used wood and tarps to carve out a space for people to sit down and eat. They had a variety of food, jollof rice, white rice, amala, pounded yam, and a plethora of stews and soups. The smell wafting through the restaurant made me so happy. We ordered our food and talked about all the times she came here as we ate. When we finished eating, I walked back to the car with both a full belly and a full heart. This market trip was so worth it. We get to the car and my mom tucks some money into Omoloma's hand. The second the note hits his hand, his face beams with such a huge smile, revealing that silver tooth again. He thanks her and helps direct us out of the parking spot. We wave him goodbye and join the light traffic on the main road. My plan is to sleep for the two hours we have to get back home. But before I do that, I stretch my hand into one of the bags in the back seat and take out my fried yam and sauce. Oh, you thought I forgot. Never.
1: Thank you for listening to Black Lenses Podcast. Black Lenses is a Loopify Media production. If you like our show, we hope you would give us a five-star rating, leave a review, and be sure to tell your friends. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to our stories right now. For more exciting updates, follow Loopify Media on Instagram at Media don't forget to tell us about the stories you'd like to hear see you next time script design sound design music and audio production by loopify media script was written and narrated by yeti justice production music and sound design by Firi Fombo with assistance from john alimi and leticia gardner